okay good morning it's 2 55 in the morning it's exactly 2 55 a.m i am uhwebulem chinaz i don't know why i called my surname you won't be able to pronounce it and this is my podcast called relatable life so i just came up with this podcast like i came up with the idea i had this idea for like two years and i always kept procrastinating and every time i'd have like this string or like you know motivation just comes like it's like a a streak of motivation like like weeks it's just there and i'm always like let me start let me do something let me you know there is literally no time for anything just like to start the podcast and i'm like you never know what tomorrow is just do it and you know something you like and i don't even know if anyone's going to listen to this episode but you know so it's just like oh i want to do this like something i want to do so but i never really got to doing it i'll record like part of this episode and like part of an episode and then i delete it and then i delete it again and then i'd be like i'm babbling or i'm not saying enough or i'm not talking properly or you know i just have some reason i just come up with some excuse to delete it and then from that time i never do it again like i just never go back to it if i then the motivation comes again and then i have another reason not to record i just i just i hold off on it so i don't know how this happened but normally i'm in the room with my brother and my cousin but today none of them are around so i'm literally alone and then i just came across this video from nella rose so i don't know how this thing works we're supposed to record like an intro first and then move to the base of the work basically i don't know if i should just dive right in but let me just dive right in so i just finished watching this like this video of nella rose this is going to be relatable life so it's just like different emotions and feelings that okay let me give the background for my reason for this podcast about about like two years ago yes i think two years ago i joined twitter so there were a lot of things i thought were particular to me like i thought people didn't feel these emotions like i thought it was just me i thought i was like alien or something and that's why like that was one of the major reasons why i always wanted to leave this country because i just felt like these emotions they developed over time from me watching the western world like watching movies cartoons you know this is what these people feel you know, sometimes i'm depressed and i didn't even know i was actually depressed you know at as of secondary school you know a lot of things were going on like i've i always say this thing like there's never been a time in my life that was easy you know there was a time like little children had the time to think about the thing the things little children think about this is one of my issues i always end up deleting an episode because i'm like what did i pronounce that word well i'm supposed to pronounce everything well so basically they're just things little children are supposed to think about and that was actually never what i was able to think about because my mom was in and out of the hospital i don't need to go into details basically but i was depressed but i didn't know i was depressed because of like you know this, this isn't something that's normal in a christian home if you are if you are sick you need to be physically sick you need to be running temperature and then they need to buy you drugs you need to be running temperature you need to be uh, in extreme case you need to be vomiting you need not to be touching you don't have to be you can't be touching your phone because if you're touching your phone that means you're okay so you just have to drop your phone one side you need to be physically sick but i was just down a lot and i just felt like out of the loop with my brothers and everybody because i really didn't have anyone to talk to and then when i was in school i had this messiah complex you know of fixing people's problems so people would literally come to me and then they'd tell me their problems and then i'd give them like a solution or something they, they should do or something they could do and this thing was something i always did even when my mother died when i was in just three I just continued in that even when i wasn't okay like even during that week i wasn't okay i still heard of something that happened to someone else i think his dad died like a week after my mom died and you know i just had to comfort him and i was deaf and i listened to it was just like i was just hearing a lot of things and 
I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was close to her. I wasn't close to her because she felt sick like when I was like five. It just like was, the death was coming. And she, oh no, when I was five, she felt sick like when I was three. Three years, I think. So it was like death was coming. It was, it was something that was eventually going to happen. It wasn't like it was something that I didn't foresee. I did foresee it. But it's just like I wasn't ready for it because I, I, I literally from my primary school, I've always been used to only one parent. I didn't, I didn't understand the concept of union of like two people, like a mother and a father. So I didn't, I was just used to only my daddy. So he's daddy, I'll tell my daddy for you. People like, you know, so, so it's very confusing to me when I meet people and they're like, oh, mommy's boy. I'm like, I've initially had zero relationship with her. Like we're so distant because she was always sick and she was always in the hospital. And you know how people, I hope I'm not fast. You know how people are about talking, you know, taking children to hospitals because they don't want them to see that reality. Because it's, you know, children's realities are so created. It's created the right word. Basically, it's just contained because they don't want you to see what the outside world is facing, things that these people are actually experiencing and going through. So it's just like it's blocked. It's inside a plastic bubble. So it was me. I went, I wouldn't say I never, I went to the hospital sometimes because actually she wanted to see me. But whenever I was there, she would be grumpy. But I didn't know that she actually did want to see me. But whenever I was there, she'd be grumpy. She'd be sad. She'd be happy. And I'm like, why am I here? Why am I in the hospital? I didn't want to be in the hospital. But I didn't know that then she'd actually request to see me. So it was just strange. But back to the story. So I was just always so, prior to then, I was always depressed because, you know, time for my common entrance. I think this should just be like my you know time for my it will everything will lead back to the Nellaris video anyway. So time for my common entrance. I think it was two of my uncles. Yes, yeah, so two of my uncles that took me from school to school to write different exams. I remember an exam I failed intentionally. See, not like the exam wasn't hard and if I had put in effort, I think I may still have failed. That's one reality I've never really actually come to. If I actually put in effort, I may still have failed. Maybe not as bad. But I still have failed because that exam was hard as shit. CKC in Abuja was hard as shit. And all three of my brothers went to that school. So that was like where my separation started because like it was like I didn't go to the same school with them. So when we'd come back from holidays, they had their jokes. And I may be in the parlor watching Hannah Montana, you know, no more shit, no more shit we watched then. Right from my primary school, so when they were in secondary school, when they come back, I was literally in primary school. And there was just this level of maturity they expected from a child that I didn't understand. Like, it's not that I'm grown up that I realized that this was what was actually happening. They expected a level of maturity from a child. I hope this recording is clear because I'm, I'm literally going to upload it, clear or not. <laughs> so there was just this level of maturity they expected from a child that I was just so confused. Like, right now, as I'm grown up, it confuses me when I think back to that time for them laughing at me for dancing to a lot of those shows because I literally, literally I was like six. Or wait, I, was like, I was like eight, for God's sake. So they just laugh and they did come out and then they'd laugh and they did go back inside the room and you know they were just so they were together and I remember then my firstborn, oh Ike, was dreadful. Like I've I've forgiven him now, but then he'd always just make this threat of oh I'll beat you, oh I'll beat you. like so and if you're an older sibling and maybe you have a younger sibling now and you do that a lot, like you always point out to them that you senior them and then you actually have you know this control over them and that you can beat them if they do not listen to you, please stop it because it's going to strain your relationship with that person. I assure you, it's going to because literally it took me so long 
to be okay with him being happy because I didn't feel he deserved happiness after everything he did to me. So it took me so long to come to the reality that, okay, he did that, but he, he too may have been ignorant of what he was doing because I may have complained, but that was what he was used to. That was the dynamic in the secondary school he was coming from. And that's why I'm always against bullying in schools because these things come back. They reflect when these people go back home. They begin to treat their younger siblings the same way they are, they are treated in school. So that's how it is. So something my mind said I'm going to delete this, but I'm not going to delete. I'm actually going to upload this for sure. And I'm going to post this on Twitter or other places. Anyone that wants to listen, should listen. No one's probably going to listen. This is just me venting. So like I was just going through a lot because I wasn't even close to my brothers. And then when I was in just one, when I come back from holidays, they'd make fun of me a lot because I would call my dad literally all the time. I would just go and meet strangers and get their phone and just like call my dad and be like, he should come and see me because I didn't want to be there. I felt so alone. My first visiting day, they missed it. And what pained me that day wasn't the fact that they, okay, it was the fact they missed it. Don't get me wrong. The fact they missed it pained me. It hurt so much. But what pained me most was I was at home in my primary school and we never missed a single visiting day to see my brothers. We literally never missed one. It was like a ceremony, like it was like a, it was like a big ceremony. They'd cook rice, the the biscuit. There would be so many things. There'd be lots of chicken. It'd be like we're going for harvest or something. Like there was always so much to eat than it was needed. So we'd literally go with like the biggest car. It was like the three seater. Then so like we'd usually go with the biggest car. Would all of us would go? Would even when there was just one person in the school, it was still something big like like this because it was. It was just I I like. I just felt like, you know, I deserved that too. Like, they should have come, they should have showed up for me. So, like, my first visiting day, they didn't show up. And, you know, that, that just set the pace for me. And I know the other times my dad came to see me, even when he didn't have to, even when he wasn't supposed to, even when he snuck into school to take me out. I don't know if this thing still records after 10 minutes. Let me first pause. Oh, so where was I? Yes, yes. He still showed my dad, my dad. Yes, he showed up. Some. I think that's why I have such an issue navigating this Anchor app, and I'm supposed to be one of a part of the Gen Z, right? I'm, I'm correct. Yes, Gen Z. I'm supposed to be part of Gen Z, and I'm having such an issue navigating this Anchor app. Like, what's going on? I literally paused. I literally stopped that video because I thought it has a limited time, but I didn't even. Just basically, it's lack of research. So. This this episode is going to be a bit cruddy, so I'm I'm, you know, if if I don't post this, if I don't post, if I don't start this podcast, I told my, like I don't know, I just have this feeling that if I don't post this first episode, I would never, I literally would almost never do this. So, let's you know, so I'm just having an issue navigating this anchor. So this this first episode, me the I uh, I just in everything. I just hope, I hope I'm not too close to the microphone and I hope I'm not too far from it. It's not a microphone, I'm just recording my, this thing. I'm not too close to the phone or too back, too back, we am backed up from the phone. So I just hope like it's clear enough. So, you know, there were some times where he showed up, but like it was just that foundation and it just, I felt like a crazy person for years, for years. I didn't know that this was like just trauma or like the thing actually affected me because it was never addressed. It was literally never addressed. So, like, 
so it, I just felt so bad throughout that day. I didn't speak with anyone. I didn't like normally people would go around and you know people they didn't come for because they were like there were people that they knew people didn't come for like their parents never came to see. Maybe parents were abroad, not in the country. Their dad was too busy. Their family was too busy. One thing or the other thing. The people they didn't. So people were just used to it. Like they just go around and just eat. And then those people, their parents sometimes would just send like you know an aunt or something during the week they just drop something buy like food or something because they didn't come for them you know and then it was we didn't allow like it wasn't allowed in our school but did it was a boarding school goes without saying anyway it was a boarding school so like they allowed that like for parents to just drop by and drop things but like they make an exception if no one came for you during your visiting day so they'd like make an exception you wouldn't get to see them but they like drop thing by and then like you get it so that didn't even happen for me. So, but like the essence was like there are people who are used to that life. That was it for them. They really never got anyone who came to see them or you know visit them. So like they were just so you know, and that's where I started feeling different because that day I was so I was so sad, and I wasn't just one, and I had there there were other just one students who they didn't come to see, you know, and and. Some of them reacted worse than me. Some of them reacted less than me. But it was just the fact that a lot of people then invalidated the feeling. They were like, he's just in just one, you know, he's a Jew man. And, you know, not, not me, like, just general. Because me, I wouldn't even give you, right from when I was small, I won't even give you space to talk to me anyhow. I won't even give you space for it. So I won't even speak up. If it's tricky, I won't even speak up. I'll just keep quiet. So I'll just be, I'll just, just inside the room. When he called people out to come and eat in the evening, you know, the only person that saw my real drama was one guy that was self-acclaimed school father for me. I don't even know. Do you know, I don't even know where that boy is today, Kendi. I don't even know where, he, where, where the fuck he is. So basically, that was, that was just how the day was. I just went for dinner and I didn't even eat in dining. I just went there and I was just looking forward to Sunday. As eventually, I just let it go. I was thinking, I didn't let it go. Because I still bring it up to today. <laughs> so I, just, I was eventually, I, I didn't want to eat in the dining. I was like, oh, let me just go and sleep. And I mean, that was the, I was, I was a bit dramatic though. Because I cried. Like, I think if people saw me cry, but mine wasn't like expand, wasn't, okay. I don't want to say, I don't want to use expand. Expansive is not the right word. Mine wasn't so loud. Mine wasn't so prominent. Because like a lot of children were crying like in front of the hostel. Like it was really, it was really that bad. So people were like, crying in front of the hostel. So you can get the picture. So that was it. So just, just from then and then. In my, I wasn't friends with the right. I wouldn't say I wasn't friends with the right set of people, in my first in my GS one. I was. I won't say I wasn't friends with the right set of people in my GS one because I told some lies. God, that got me in big shit. That got me in big shit. I said to people were dating when they were not dating. Like I wrote on a paper and gave to someone, like that they did stuff at one tap, and I knew he was checking her because he did want to do stuff with her. This was like GS one, GS two. This is outside of it, though. This is just like juicy gist. If I, I'll give this just another day, it was such a big thing because literally, I was ah, I was finished. Like this thing lasted like an entire time. This is just fun. This is like an entire episode worth of gist because this thing lasted for a long time. And like eventually, this boy used this thing against me for almost throughout my stay in that, not throughout my stay in that school, basically, but throughout my junior secondary stay in that school. Eventually, I just opened, I bought it's just for another day. So back to like, you know, the basis for this relatable life. So it was just like from then, it started off little by little. I felt, I don't know. 
I think I would call it what Chimamanda calls it, a Messiah complex. You know, I just felt better when people told me their problems. I wouldn't tell them my problems back. I'd give them a solution. I'd tell them what to do. I'd tell them, okay, you can do this, you can do that. Just get back to me with feedback. And I'd always ask, like, you know, after some time, I'd be like, oh, what's going on? Like, were you able to sort that out? Were you able to do that? Were you, you know, and then the you know, person will talk to me again and be like, oh, they're going to address it this way. And it was little children having relationship issues, literally when just one. You know, it was just, just relationship issues. Like, some people were, like, you know, not not together. Like, they hadn't put... So, it wasn't so prominent in my just one because I talked to, like, very few people. I was, like, in the last class because I came late. I came really late. I was, like, in the last class. So, I didn't have a lot of friends that I did in my just two. So, when I was eventually in just two... Um, yes, when, yes, when I was eventually in just two, it became, you know, a bit more... It became a bit more prominent because, like, I think where it became, you know, that was, like, the highlight of it was my GS3. A lot of people were telling me things. Like, a lot of people told me a lot of things. So that's just, like, that was it. So that was just, I didn't know that was the beginning of a problem because I wouldn't say what they told me made me feel depressed. It didn't. It actually wasn't, it didn't contribute to it, but... You know, and like till date, I always do this thing where if we're having a conversation and you ask about me, I'm just very brief about it. Like I just, I brush it off. I don't know how to put it. Like I just, if you ask me like, am I fine? Am I okay? I say, yes, I'm fine. Say, oh, what about you? You're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that. So I make sure like the conversation isn't about me for more than two seconds because it makes me really uncomfortable. I'm really uncomfortable talking about myself. I'm really uncomfortable talking about myself. So even recording this episode is very uncomfortable for me. I'm really uncomfortable talking about myself. You know, I just feel like people who talk about themselves too much, it's, you know, and it's, I don't know what to call it, but like, you know, I just have feel some type of way about it. It just makes me feel very uncomfortable and like I'm being self-centered and narcissistic. So I just, I just, I better not. But this is my podcast, so I get to talk about myself. So that was just it, basically. From GS3, GSS1, to SS2, you know. And one thing that's going to happen is when this podcast comes out, people are going to make comments about the way I'm speaking. I know people are going to make comments about the way I'm speaking. Let me be the first to tell you, I don't care. Actually, I actually don't care. I said, you don't care. And it's going to be from some of my friends. They're going to tell me, oh, you sound a bit, you know, not my friends from secondary, from secondary, it's my friends from secondary school, not from uni. They're going to be like, oh, because a lot of them don't know what I sound like now because I haven't spoken to a lot of them in a long time. I don't, you see people that don't have sense, I don't like dealing with them. It's just, it really makes me sad to see people that don't have sense. It, I, so... I don't like dealing with them. So I, I just rather not speak with like some people for myself. I'm not saying all. I love so many of them. I say I'm still in contact with some of, a lot of them, but like they're just some that are going to actually listen to this episode. I'm just going to come and be like giving their reviews and like, mm, maybe you sound a bit feminine on this episode. Or maybe, you know, you sound a bit this, you sound a bit. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to do this. This is what I want to do. So I'm going to do this. I just, I'm just going to state it now. If you get to this part of the podcast, because I feel I'm talking too much, my first episode cannot be so long. Okay, so I'm going to end this at like 15 to 20 minutes. Maybe if I get, which one is good response? I'll record another episode another day. But just just, that, just like to get to the Nella Rose story for today.
you know, I was just depressed. And then when I joined, so like for a long time, you know, with the admission process, I didn't get admission on time. You know, I had like a two, I think it's 220 or two words in my jam. And everyone was like, oh, studio to study law. You know, everyone was like, jam, you know, law is like 260 to this one. So I was like 30 marks behind below the... So it was just depressing. And then I was still listening to other people's issues of people who were not even getting admission. No. Like my friends who had not gotten admission, my friends who had even been in university. And I had my own issue, but I would still be listening to them talking about how they couldn't even navigate around campus and how they had no friends and how they were like trying to manage themselves and everything. So I was actually, I don't know, I wouldn't say I was depressed. I wouldn't say I was particularly depressed. You know, but I was just feeling a bit down. So, my first year, you know, people always have a lot to say. People always have a lot to say. They don't, and that's just, and that's just something that's so baffling for me. People have a lot to say. Like, my G, where is this coming from? Do I even know you? Like, we don't even know each other like that. And it was so, it was so rare to me because when I was in Abu, people always made comments when I passed, or, you know, I always watched. So, when I, when I passed, people always made comments. I was, you I was used to the indirect comments or the stares or the, you know, the eyes and everything from when I was small, when I was small. But then in Inugu, like when I got admission eventually, I was in my first year, it was like so much worse because people, I didn't know people had guts. Apparently, men are born with this thing they call audacity. And they use it anyhow they like to insult and abuse people. So basically, the audacity was much. They literally just stopped me and be like, oh, you look like a woman. What are you wearing like this? Now, why are you wearing these shorts? He's showing your bum bum. He's doing this one. He's doing that one. Ah, people were talking. And it's not like these things got to me because me, I had bigger fish to fry. I came late. Second of all, that hostel was a nightmare. It was literally the first time I was seeing naked wires, naked films. I was running mad. I was literally running mad. It was the first time I was seeing naked, naked films cracked up shitty windows like the windows look so bad not just they were rusted like i've never seen if you wanted to clean you don't even know where to clean from like and every time i stared at that window i felt like throwing up not moving to the toilet i couldn't even believe i actually took my bath there for like an an entire year jesus i had like bigger fish to fry so just compounding with that i was trying to juggle schoolwork because i wasn't even understanding jack shit for my test book I wasn't, that's when they were doing statutes of general application, SOGA. I wasn't understanding jack shit. So I even had bigger fish to fry because I didn't know any senior colleague. I came late. I had not caught up with anybody. And I am socially awkward. I don't know how to talk to people. I just frown my face and walk around. That's all I'm used to. So I didn't even know how to make conversation to ask like, oh, was this lecturer supposed to teach this? Oh, was this supposed to teach this? I, I was literally... I was literally in the worst chair of my life and I was just hoping nobody speak to me. I tried to navigate it on my own. Didn't work out the best way. I believe I could have done better in my first year if I had found a way to speak to more people. I knew that aside. So like this happened, I think in my second is it my second year my oh yes, it was like the second year holiday. So that was when I decided to join Twitter. My friend this I'm going to be more expansive on love these stories as we go on, but this is just like the basis for the podcast, like why I decided to start this podcast. So when I joined Twitter, like in my second year holiday, shout out to Ifoma, she made me join Twitter. She she literally forced me to join that bed up. 
God and now I do nothing with my time. I don't even get I don't even get my normal 12 to 16 hours sleep every day anymore because I'm always there. So when I joined and like I was seeing a lot of her tweets because of her retweets I was getting at first. I was like this app is actually really cool. Like a lot of people are actually like me. People are going through shit. So, you know, I'd see a lot of things I could relate to and I would laugh and I'd be like, I thought this was, like, I was always so shook because I was like, I thought this was only me. I thought this was literally only me. So, back to the Nella Rose video, how that is important or how that's relevant to this podcast is she just said something about being the legacy of your parents, you know, and there's just so much going on in the world that you just have to be there for yourself. You know, that was just like the summary of the video. And she's so strong. Like, I'm not even a fan. I'm not a fan in quotes. I just happened to watch that video of, are you not ashamed of yourself? Are you not embarrassed? She's so embarrassed. So, like, that was, that was like from that video, I ended up watching like three or four other of her videos. And that was, here we are. This is where we are today. Why, why, we, 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 why, we, we, we. Jesus, guys, you know, it's also to be a mistake. I literally don't know the characters. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's why we're here today. So, like, it was her dad died, you know, and her mom died, like, five years prior. And, God, she has, she's really going through, she's really going through it. And, you know, and some tweets resurfaced and everything of her calling some insulting, like, being a bit racist and to black people. And she's even black. And so it was just, like, it was a thing. And, you know, and she was going through so much during that time when the tweets resurfaced because her dad had like her best friend. Her dad is like her best friend, and he just he just recently died, so it was just like a lot for her. So I don't know how I just you know I I don't watch her videos. I just watched that embarrassing video and then like two others, and then I stumbled on this video, and then she was just she spoke about her dad dying with such a straight face. Like, it wasn't like she wasn't phased. You could tell, like, there were emotions, like, but she had already buried them or something. Or she had, I wouldn't say she had buried them. She was, she had gone through them. And that's just something that was so empowering and, like, strong that I find. She had gone through the emotions. Like, you could tell that she hadn't buried them. It wasn't that she didn't know what she was feeling. It wasn't that she was uncertain about the future or she didn't know, like, you know, and that's just something that is is so it's like a revelation because literally it's impossible at this point in my life to like reach that I've I've not come to that point yet where I'm like, oh this is what I'm going to do. I don't even know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. I don't this law I'm studying is is a backdrop. It's a white backdrop to whatever future I think can come of it. So that's it. So she was just talking about how she has to be the legacy of her parents and that, you know, and although I don't fully agree with this thing, this thing of people saying that um you're not the first for this thing to happen to you, like she's not the first for her to lose her parents. And and I feel that's not like a nice thing to say because you, you're going through things, like it's valid, you're still going through things. Even though you're not the first, it's still an emotion, it's still something you are going through. Even though you're not the first, you shouldn't feel any pressure to shake out, shake out of it because it just happened, like because you're not the first. So I don't know how to, I don't know if I captured the point there, but like you shouldn't feel this, you know, this urgency or this pressure to shake out, to just get out of those emotions that you're feeling because you're not the first for this thing to happen to. It doesn't make any sense. 
your feelings are still very much valid even though you're not the first person it's happening to it happened to you it did happen but like i said she looked like she she sounded like she had gone through those emotions and yes they'll pop they'll pop the, the obviously that's how emotions are that's how experiences are they'll pop their ugly head once in a while you know and you just feel down those be your off days or you know but like you know she had gone through them like she knew that this for certain this was what she was feeling because sometimes it's not as easy as people think when you're in grief when you're grieving when you're in grief sometimes you don't particularly know what's wrong what's wrong is are you going to miss the person are you sometimes all of them but there's always just one one underlying emotion. With my mom, it was regret because I didn't create a relationship with her. I could have had something with her. You know, we could have been best of friends. Who knows what could have been? So now I realize it was actually regret. I wish, I wish, I wish she could see me go to law school. I wish, you know, there were some things she said to me, you know, she, because when I always argue, she'd call me baby lawyer and all those other things. So there were some things she'd always say, you know, like, but when close, it's not like we're close, we're chummy, like she was with the rest of my siblings. It's not like we're chummy. You know, so it was regret in everything. I would miss, you know, her responsibilities, whatever it was to me, her responsibilities to me, the fact that I would miss her. They are there. But what was underlying there was regret. And for Nella, it's losing her best friend. So it wasn't the thing she didn't get to do, was but it was the Things that she had done that she was remembering. So she had lived a full life with him. I can't, I can't say there was something that she... Because she said she got to travel the world with him. They saw places. They did things together. So, you know. And it's just like... I just... In that video, I just realized that it's universal. This feel, These feelings, no matter how... What situation you are in. And people try to invalidate them. People will always try to invalidate your feelings. People are bullies. I'm a bully. You that's in this podcast, you may be a bully too. In fact, you are most definitely a bully. Yes, if you're using that bed up, you are most definitely a bully. You've most definitely attempted to cancel someone for something that was really unnecessary. So we all need to just relax. So that's it. I'm not going to put this on my WhatsApp status because my auntie is going to attempt to go and watch this thing. If I have to go and mute her, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and mute her. But I need you. Anyhow, so that's that's just it. Like you know, it's the way forward. And with this whole NSARS and everything that's happening now, with people being dead, you know, it's just like everyone is asking, "What's the way forward?" And Omo, I think that that question is it's very personal. The way forward for some people is leaving this country. The way forward is fighting for this country. But at this point, you really need to do some soul searching and ask yourself, "What is the way forward?" Because don't get consumed in what people are saying. And I mean, this is not to deteriorate anyone from fighting for their rights. And I mean this in the most honest way. If you want to leave or you don't have the means of leaving or just create a plan or something. A small country first. A lot of things are happening in Africa. So it's not like any African country is fully safe or fully good for you to move to or immigrate or sorry, migrate to. So it's not as if it's, it's not like it's, there's any sure bet within this continent but you just have to create a plan because your plan can't be someone else's plan your plan can't be relying on someone else i don't know how if this makes sense like 
your plan can't be when a way forward is created, you join it. No. Ask yourself, what is the way forward for me? Is the way forward for me is moving forward with this movement. It's going back on the streets to protest. If it's doing this, if it's doing that, whatever it is, whether it must be internalized, it must be personalized, it must be something that is personal to you. Is this what is the way forward for me? Is this what I see? Is this in my purview? Is this what I want? You know, is this like, is this what I plan on doing moving forward in the future? Am I going, looking back at this two years, three years from now, look at the few, you could die tomorrow though, but looking at three to four years from now, am I going to be happy that I stayed back, I fought for this country, even though you may not have, you are going to have to be okay with, with the outcome of it not working out. That's something I want people to remember and to realize. You're going to have to be okay with the outcome of the, the protests the, the you know the the tribunals the panels everything that we're doing the legal aid we're going to have to be make peace with the fact that it may actually not work out because honestly in my view the only thing that's going to get this government out of power is a full blown war because when 2023 comes these people are going to rig the shit out of this election and changing just the president is not enough that's just something I mean. things need to work at the smallest units at the smallest, because the, you can't expect the president to look, af, look after Umukalunta children, Umukalunta from one state like that, from Anambra state or whatever state it is, basically. You can't expect them to look after those people. Those people are far. So, because he doesn't even, I'm not saying that he's not his responsibility. His responsibility is to create a budget, try to tax people, you know, look for people that can come and invest so he can get revenue for the country. You know, he has jobs, but he can't know to the the smallest denominator that's why we need governors young people in go in government as governors senators even down to local government chairmen, even the non-luxurious job even the jobs that don't so even non-luxury jobs like all of them we need them there and this is what needs to be done but me have come to the conclusion that that can't work with the current people we have they've shown you that when you oppose them they would not oppose no they they won't, they won't even they won't even succumb to your demands that you're asking them to regard human life we're not even asking them for we're not asking them for money we're not asking them to release the budget yet so just we've not come for their pockets what we're trying to do is preserve our own life so we can live long enough to come for their pockets and they're killing us now till day we don't we can't even hold one person accountable for what happened in lekki so you have to ask yourself, am I going to be okay going out and not coming back? This is no more something of you considering your people around you. Because this is this is a very pers- this life is a very personal race. Don't say you're not going to do this because of this person or because of this person or you don't want my mom. I know you care about your parents and your aunts and whoever you may be staying with or whatever it is, or your brothers and your sisters, you care about them. But ask yourself this question. Um, like you need to ask yourself this question. What is the way forward for me? You need to alienate the emotions. Like you need to move them aside and say, what is the way forward for me? For some people, it's not that easy. But that's the question you need to ask yourself. Because if you move forward with someone else's motive, if you move someone else, if you move forward with someone else's direction, ah, it could be very dangerous for you in future. It could be very dangerous because when you get to the middle of the place, you begin, you may, you may start asking yourself, oh, 
Had I known, I don't want to, st- I don't, I'm tempted to sing, oh, had I known, had I known, had I, I, I can sing it. I'm sorry, this is something serious I'm saying. So it's, it's, it's just something that's very personal and I believe everyone needs to ask themselves that question. They shouldn't be relying on people who are prominent during the podcast, um, during the, pro- the protest. They shouldn't rely on people they consider, in quote, leaders. They shouldn't rely on people who provided legal aid. They shouldn't rely on volunteers. They shouldn't rely on people who raised money. They shouldn't rely on anybody. They shouldn't rely on celebrities. They shouldn't rely on anybody for the way forward for you. It's something Jala said. Like, and I just adopted that immediately. It's, it's very... and going deeper into it for me now like this is me going deeper into it. it's very personal because you need to be okay with that decision you've made and live with it so whatever it is everyone needs to make up their mind we have a deadline we just don't know it yet i don't know what the deadline is no one knows what the deadline is but we have a deadline and we need to make up our minds before then. Me, I've decided that as far as I'm here, I'm going to fight to stay alive while working on me leaving this country. Because I can't, I can't stay here. I'm not living the most... I'm not living a life of luxury. It's as if there's money coming in and going out. It's not like I'm so rich. I'm not even rich. My dad is not even rich. So it's not as if it's something that's so easy for for me to say that I can just move out of this country, it's not easy. It's not even feasible at this point yet. Because I still have a degree, I've not finished it. I can't even apply for master scholarships. I can't even start demanding for sponsorship for masters. I can't start asking my dad what is the way forward yet. I can't start telling him that, okay, he's going to pay my school fees for math. I can't start asking for zilch yet because I haven't even graduated. So ask yourself now, this is a very... Pers- this. This, everything we're doing now, you know, the podcast is not always going to be like this, but like, this is the point I wanted to drive home today. Forget that the life around you that everyone may be living is relatable and it's one. At the primary level, it becomes personal. Hey, Ruth just texted me. It becomes, it becomes personal. So, honestly, Ask yourself that question. I think that's that's just the note I'm going to leave you on. Just ask yourself that question. Is this what is the way forward for me? Does my views, my whatever it is, my views, my um my views, my do you just do do they align with what this person wants to do? This this way forward for this person, is it aligning? Is it the same? I'm not going to listen. I probably am not going to listen to this thing before posting. I'm just going to post it and I may never listen to it because my own voice irritates me. So I'm going to make errors. Whatever it is, you could just you could tweet at me. It's at underscore dinaza on Twitter. Underscore dinaza on Twitter. So you can DM and you know maybe I made a mistake or I said something that was, you know, wrong or I shouldn't have said. I'm probably not going to go through this again or your comments or whatever it is. It's much appreciated. I may not take them. I will most definitely not take them. But it's appreciated. You know, we can start a conversation. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm not the most social person. So you'll be, you'll be doing me a favor. You know, creating connections. Who knows? Maybe do, who knows? Maybe the person I may hop on their ride and we leave this country together. It may be the connection to the UK, to so Canada, whatever it is. So that's it. Because if I continue talking, I can talk for ages. So peace and catch you guys on the next episode. 
it may come back on a lighter note, but I doubt that because a lot of things are happening in this country. And that's all I just feel like talking about for now. Nothing personal. I just feel like talking about so many things that have been happening in this country.